We the ones they talking about. Broadway Sports Media. Choose your fighter. The Justin and Justin Titans podcast show. Some of it was bad, but hopefully you'll you probably piece something together. Outstanding. How, how many makers and cokes have you had? We're begging for listeners. That's all we do. We all we got. Hey, Titans on three. One, two, three. Welcome into Music City Audible. You're probably wondering. What happened to that soft-spoken guy that's usually hosting the show? Well, Justin Graver is, I don't know where he's at, lost somewhere, wandering Los Angeles, who knows? But my name is Zach Lyons. You normally hear me on Football and Other F-Words. You probably saw the live show from the draft with uh, 440 Sports at Jaspers. But have no fear. It's not just me. Old trusty Justin Mello, Canadian extraordinaire and NFL draft expert is here with me. Of course, it is his show. I'm just filling in. Justin, how are you feeling today? Doing well, man. Well, what, what a Thursday it was. What a crazy, entertaining, and, and fun first round, and I'm, I'm excited to dive right into it. Let's do it. Let's dive right into it. I'm feeling good. I love the Caleb Farley pick. I've been on board with Farley for a while. You do the scouting. You watch the film. What do you think about Caleb Farley? Yeah, you know, I've, I've been on the Caleb Farley train as well. You know, if, if you're a listener of this show, you'll know that I've spoken very highly of him throughout this process. And if you follow my work over on the Draft Network as well, I actually mocked Farley to the Titans uh, at 22. You know, it's a pick that I really like. I, I'm going to trust the team here on the medical. Uh, John Robinson and Mike Vrabel both sounded extremely confident that he's going to be healthy. They didn't sound like they're concerned whatsoever uh, about the back in, uh, injury and surgeries that he's had. And, and you, Zach, you know, I'll allow you to talk on that a little later because you've been very confident in, in that injury. And I know you've researched it quite a bit yourself. And throughout this whole process, you know, weeks leading up, you were, you were confident that that wouldn't be an issue. But you put the tape on Farley. And, and what's, what's not to love? You know, when you first start watching him, this is a guy, you're shocked that he played quarterback in high school. You know, and he actually went to Virginia Tech as a receiver. When you look at those two facts and you watch them on tape, you're not going to believe it, you know, because it doesn't look like a guy that's new to the position. You know, he looks like he was born to play corner. And you saw the tape in 2019. Watch him against Notre Dame. Go back. You know, I'm sure Titans fans are going to go start researching him. Look what he did against Notre Dame. He was solid. He was incredible in that game. The physical tools jump off the screen. Look what he did in Miami that year in 2019. He had two interceptions in that game, and and he was incredible, really incredible. And both picks in that game came in the end zone. You know, he's taking points off the board and terrific ball skills. The feet are, are, are excellent. He's so efficient. You know, there's no wasted movements with, with, with how he moves. The back pedal is incredible. Again, it looks like he's been playing corner his entire life. The size is terrific. You know, we didn't, I don't think we got official numbers on him, of course, because, you know, he didn't do the pro day. He didn't do um, uh, anything like that. The, the senior bowl, of course, but about six to 200 something pounds. So you're not going to complain about the size. It's ideal for the position and the way that he moves, you know, he's so fluent for his size. He's so quick for his size. I, I said it a couple weeks leading up. It's a shame that the injuries robbed us of the pro day. Cause I think the pro day performance would have been unbelievable. I think he would have ran in the four threes uh, or, or low four fours at worst, which would have been incredible. Uh, at his size, just, just a guy. And I can go on and on, as you can tell, you know, the, the size, the length, he, he, he's so fast. He's fluid, just a huge, huge fan of the player. He, he was the best corner in this class on pure talent from a talent perspective. If you remove the medical from it, which I mean, you know, of course you shouldn't, but in terms of the tape, there's not a corner better. 
you know, JC Horn, big fan of his, Patrick Sertain, big fan of his, and it's close. You know, there are three really good corners in this class, but to me, the tape told me that that Farley was number one. So this doesn't surprise me at all to see the Titans do this. Um, you know, you, they did it with Jeff Simmons a couple of years ago, another guy where they got great value right around the same pick, right? Just a tad earlier than 22, but a guy that was coming off an injury that they, they got good value in because he's one of the top 10 uh, players in that draft. Farley's the same, one of the best players in this draft. So, and it worked out with Simmons and sure, you know, of course we all hope it works out on Farley as well. Yeah. I mean, I am a big believer in Farley and I think the, the back stuff's a little bit overblown and I think I get it. He had back surgery. Nobody wants to hear that their player got back surgery, but it was a minor outpatient surgery. I mean, I'm, you're talking about a back surgery that happened. He goes in, gets it done, and is sent immediately home. Like, he's not spending the night in the hospital or anything. He got to go home and walk out on his own power. He didn't even have to get a wheelchair out of there. I mean, that's how minor it is. And I get it. Then he gets COVID and or test positive for COVID. And that's, you know, bad luck. It happens. But you're talking about a top five, top ten player, like you said. I mean, arguably... And it really, there may not have been any argument if the back surgery hasn't surfaced, but pre-back surgery, you're talking about the number one cornerback. I mean, everybody said he was the number one cornerback. And now he's at 22. And you can tell the Titans wanted to trade back because they took their sweet time in making that pick. And sure, it takes two to tango, then he gets the trade back. And I think everybody would have liked to you know, have seen a trade back. And I think people would have loved to have seen Elijah Moore. This was the pick. I could not be any happier with this pick. Last year when they picked Isaiah Wilson, granted I was deep in the margaritas, but I hated it. I hated the pick. But now when you look at this defense, what they've done with Bud Dupree, Danico Autry, they brought back Jayon Brown. They have Amani Hooker coming into his own. And then you got now Jack Rabbit, Christian Fulton, and Caleb Farley on paper. This defense is a thousand times better than what we had going into the season last year. And to me, this is huge. It's huge for this team. And it also shows right now, there's going to be no excuses for Shane Bowen and for Mike Vrabel in this defense. Unless everybody gets injured, obviously, knock on wood, hopefully that doesn't happen. But John Robinson has given them everything that they pretty much could want or wanted. Now it's put up or shut up. When Let me ask you this. What do you think this does for the roster and uh, going forward? I mean, is is Caleb Farley automatically cornerback one if he's healthy? Because it sounds like they kind of think that he's going to be healthy. Yeah, it sounds like they think he's going to be healthy. I mean, I, I don't know that it matters if he's, you know, cornerback one, cornerback two, whatever it is. I feel comfortable saying that if he's healthy, he starts on the outside. I think that's non-debatable. That's that's non-negotiable. I think you've got two other corners in the room there in Janoris, Jack Rabbit, Jenkins, and Christian Fulton that are both capable of playing in the slot. They're both capable of playing inside. So my guess is one of those guys gets demoted, quote-unquote demoted, to corner three and starts in the slot from day one for you. Again, this is all assuming that Farley starts, right, from week one and that he's healthy. But, you know, when they drafted Fulton last year, I think their plan was to start him in the slot, right? But unfortunately, you know, he wasn't healthy. 
COVID. We had, you know, the, the lack of OTAs. It just didn't work out for him. But if he was healthy from day one last year, Christian Fulton, I'm very confident that he was going to be their starter in the slot. So they're comfortable with him playing there. I think he can do both, can play outside, can play the nickel. I feel the same about Jack Rabbit Jenkins. I think he can play outside. I think he can play in the slot. So all of a sudden now you've got some flexibility there. You've got some versatility. And I think you've got three really, you know, interesting corners here. I mean, of course, you know, Fulton hasn't proven anything yet. And, and Farley, of course, is going to be a rookie. But those are two young guys that were really good players in college. You know, so we'll see what happens there. But uh, I thought going into today, I know a lot of Titans fans wanted a receiver. And don't get me wrong, I, you know, I understand that. And I think it's now the, you know, the biggest need on the roster. But I thought corner was right there with receiver. If it wasn't their biggest need, it was their second biggest need. So I'm really thrilled to see them address the corner position. And it's going to look very different next year three wow they've you know when you really think about it they've swapped out their top three for another for right i mean Dory jackson gone malcolm butler gone yeah they traded uh for desmond king but he, he was one of their top three desmond king gone right that's now caleb farley christian fulton uh, uh and jack rabbit jenkins so really di- i mean really different there you can't blame them right how bad the secondary was last year the way they were giving up third down conversions was ridiculous so uh, I-, I like the pick a lot i think he's going to be you know healthy to start i think he's going to play a lot for them right from the beginning yeah i agree i mean I think he's going to be ready. You're going to get more of a year one impact than you got out of Jeffrey Simmons when he had an injury and he was drafted. And I, I think that if everything goes well, you, you're kind of set at corner for a couple of years, right? Christian Fulton, you got him for two more years. Now you got technically Caleb Farley for four or five years um, after this year. And to me, it's like, okay, I mean, you're pretty set. You You set yourself up for a good – for the future, as long as everybody lives up to their expectations and their billing, you're, you're set up for the future. Speaking of set up for the future, I'm going to have to eat my words because no Elijah Moore, no Rondell Moore in the first round. That means there is a Canadian-themed avatar coming to my Twitter and in, in soon, very soon. But that kind of sets the Titans up pretty well. I mean, we got Terrace Marshall, Elijah Moore, Ronde- Rondell Moore, the top three wide receivers. And we're heading into day two tomorrow. Could this be one of those drafts, very similar to the 2019 draft, where Elijah Moore is there at 53? Would you be surprised, or what? What would you? What do you think is going to happen at 53? Because earlier today, I said I think probably by the time they draft, Edge will be the number one best player available kind of person. And now I've seen Peyton Turner come off the board, Jason Away come off the board, Joe. Brian uh, off the board, but Aziz Ojolari is still there, and you still have um, Joseph Asai is still there. What do, what do you think is going to happen day two? Yeah, I mean, I think they would love to address the receiver position, certainly, with that next pick. And, and, and Elijah Moore, will he be there? That's tough. I don't think it's impossible. Um, but I think you're going to see a lot of O-linemen still go in, in these next couple picks here in the, in the early 30s. You know, I think guys like Dylan Raddins are going to come off the board. Guys like Tevin Jenkins are going to come off the board. A Creed Humphrey, perhaps a Landon Dickerson. So you're going to see a lot of offensive linemen picked early tomorrow. Find that's usually the case on day two, especially in the early 30s. So if I'm the Titans, I'm hoping it's... It's either Elijah Moore or Terrace Marshall, right? The receiver out of LSU. They're obviously very different. Marshall's a big, uh, fast guy, excellent ball skills. Where Moore's a, a little on the smaller side, but he's so elusive.
explosive and dynamic. Uh, either one of them at 53 would be a home run, in my opinion. Now, you you would like you probably think they're the next two receivers to get drafted. 53 is a long ways away, so we'll have to see if they make it there. Maybe the Titans come up. Maybe they try to uh, you know get one of them uh, in the 40s, you know, and, and see if that's possible. But there are other receivers, you know, if they're not there. I think they'll like a guy like Amari Rogers a lot. I think they'll like a guy like Dwayne Eskridge a lot as well. Amon Ross St. Brown, potentially he may be more of a day, uh, a third round or fourth round guy, uh, but they're going to have options at receiver uh, in the fifties. If that's where they want to go, I'm confident in saying that. Yeah, I think, I think you're going to see wide receiver edge and probably offensive line in some form of fashion in some order with these next three picks. Um, I, I just don't fit see, and maybe tight end gets slipped in there somewhere, maybe a linebacker, but I think that, I think you got to tackle those guys in these next three picks. I think a Nico Collins in the third round is very intriguing for them. And I agree with, I agree with you. It's very probable that Elijah Moore is there, but my God, would this fan base not flip? If we got Caleb Farley and Elijah Moore, this would be an insane draft already. If those two things happened and all those people that said fire J-Rob are going to be have to eat their words. Yeah, that would be that would be unbelievable. If they can get Elijah Moore here in the 50s, I would say this draft is off to an A plus grade. That's really the best case scenario. I think you would get, that would be two first round talents uh, in your back pocket, um, you know, through the first two picks. So Titans fans will be rooting for it tomorrow. It's going to be a long night tonight, and it'll be a long day tomorrow because we, we got a big second round on deck. Uh, Titans will make three picks tomorrow. They're at least currently slated to make three picks tomorrow. Of course, they can move around and change that, but they're picking there in the 50s, like you said. I believe they got the 85th pick in the third round and the 100th pick, just 15 picks apart with that third round comp that they received. So lots of talent left on the board, opportunity for them to get some really good players tomorrow. And if they can make a couple good picks, maybe at a receiver, maybe at an offensive tackle or an edge rusher, a tight end, then you have to be feeling really good about what they've done on the first two days. Well, the second day two of the NFL draft starts on Friday, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. You'll get rounds two and three. And as Justin said, we do have three picks, 53, 85, and 100. So make sure that you're tuned into that. For Justin Graver and for Justin Mello, thank you for having me on the show and letting me uh, talk in your ear in my car as I try not to disturb my wife. Um... Thank you for having me on. Let me fill in. Do you have any final thoughts before we go? No, I mean, I think that does it. I, I know, that, you know, this Titans fan base, from what I'm seeing on Twitter, uh, they seem a little split on the Farley pick uh, for, you know, for, for whatever reason. I You know, they're concerned about the back, and I understand the concerns. And Isaiah Wilson still leaving a bad taste in their mouth. I'm seeing a lot of things like, oh, it's two years in a row where they're taking a chance and yada, yada. I'm just going to say this. Give Caleb Farley a chance. Let's trust the medicals. Uh, it's a very different situation than Isaiah Wilson last year. Very different. John Robinson, Mike Vrabel, they, they sounded like they got a lot of medical information on Caleb Farley. They said their doctor spent a lot of time with him uh, throughout the process and got good info. So they seem incredibly confident in his health. Uh, and if that's the case, then, you know, who are we to sit at home and question his health when we don't have access to that information? So what I can tell you is the player himself is a terrific talent. He's a top 10 player in this class and the Titans just got a lot better at the corner position fully agree so for Justin Mello for Justin Graver and on behalf of Broadway Sports Media thank you for listening to the Music City Audible and we are out
a Broadway sports media production.